welcome to the Birmingham Vineyard podcast. We hope you find it insightful and encouraging. If you want to find out more about us, why not check out our website, birminghamvineyard.com. Great stuff. Thank you, friends. I'm aware that um, this Sunday we've got the young adults having their retreat. So many of the young adults are not in the room. They're away at a retreat this weekend. And also many folks are visiting family and friends. But you're here and I'm glad you're here. So if you've got a Bible, can you turn to Acts chapter 16? If you're joining us online, it's great to see you as well. We are looking at what it is to be empowered. And this morning we're looking at empowered to hear God's voice. The big idea is that God... um, isn't just wanting to give us a bunch of principles and say, here's a book, go read it, go do something. He's actually wanting to interact with our lives. And my prayer this morning is that we would come from this time with a greater expectation that Jesus, as the Good Shepherd, is wanting to actually interact with our lives and lead us in big ways, in small ways, in everyday ways. So we actually know what it is to be led by the Holy Spirit and to be following Jesus on a daily basis. Hearing God's voice is one of the key experiences of what it is to be a Christian. In fact, the most important part of being a follower is you learn to listen. Those two are linked together. We're going to look at a passage in Acts chapter 16, seeing how the Holy Spirit led the Apostle Paul and his friends. And there are some principles in there for us as we learn to listen to God speaking to us. Hearing God's voice is at the heart of what it is to be a follower of Jesus, but it's also at the heart of the story that we see. And it's a central prayer in Judaism, in the Old Testament, that part of the Bible. We see in the Old Testament story of God that is in our first half of the Bible, uh, God says this, Hear, O Israel, Deuteronomy chapter 6, listen to me. I want to speak. I want to engage with you. I feel that's an invitation from us in life right now, just to go, I'm not just going to listen to a talk, but, but Jesus, you want to speak to my life. You care enough that you want to interact with me, to give me your wisdom, your love, your heart. Are we willing to listen? Hear, O Israel. In Psalm 81, again and again, God says the same thing. Hear me, my people, if you would but listen to me, O Israel. That's God's heart always, to communicate, to lead, to interact with his people uh, and, and actually be present in their lives. But then the sad thing is that God goes on in a few places to say this in Psalm 81, but my people would not listen to me. It's like they were just so busy doing life, they weren't really wanting to listen to the wisdom, to the love of God. Hearing God is really important for how we live our lives. Maybe you're here, you've got a faith. There's a chance to focus again that 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 sense of a live conversation with God is what it's all about. And if you're not yet following him, that's what's on offer. That the God who made heaven and earth sees you, knows you, loves you and wants to lead your life. Over in John 10, we see Jesus speaking about hearing the Father's voice again and again. He's the good shepherd speaking to us. It's the key question of our discipleship. It's the heart of what it's all about to follow him. If you want to think about where you're at in your friendship with Jesus, there are two great questions I just invite you to live with this morning. Two great questions. What's God been saying to you lately? What's God been saying to you lately? Is there a sense of a live conversation between you and Father God? Is he speaking, interacting about maybe marriage or your work or life or pressures? What's he been saying to you lately? And the second thing is, and what are you doing about that? 
What's your response to the things that he's saying? If you can't answer those questions, then maybe the conversation has gone a little bit quiet because God is always speaking and he wants to be speaking into our hearts. What has he been saying to you lately? Just be honest with yourself. Would, if, if I caught up with you for five minutes and said, hey, what's God been saying to you lately? What's Jesus been saying? Would it be like radio silence? <laughs> or would you have actually something to say? Would you say, do you know what, as I was thinking this week and praying, I felt like Jesus said this, and I've been a little bit pressured in my work, and, and, and this is what God gave me perspective. Could you have something to fill in that moment? Not just making it up, but is there a genuine conversation? Because that's what's on offer. The sense of the living God who loves us profoundly, involved in the very detail of our lives. Our friend Steve Nicholson, who's a pastor, said this, the heart and the soul of the Christian life is learning to hear God's voice and then developing the courage to actually do what he tells you to do. Listening and then having the courage to do what he says. This is all about relationship. We don't just give, get given concepts or principles. It's about a relationship where God speaks to us and we hear him, we learn to do something with it. I don't think there's anything more relevant for all of us. You might be starting out in life. Maybe you're just kind of thinking about career choices or where you want to go to university, what you want to do in the future. Those are spaces and things that God is very keenly interested in. He wants to guide us in that. Maybe you've already set sail and you need some kind of mid-course direction. You know, friendships, career choices, retirement, what to do next? How do I use my time, the space that I've got? God wants us to guide us in and through every life stage we're in. So whatever you're facing, whatever stage of life you are in, God wants a conversation with you that's personal, that's live, that's for you, because he loves you. He wants to lead you. So today we're looking in Acts chapter 16. So if you've got your Bible, please turn to Acts chapter 16. We're going to take some time to look at a story there. It's Acts chapter 16. It's Paul and he's just been at the Council of Jerusalem. They've got some advice for churches and they're discerning where do we go, what do we do? That's what the story's about. Paul came to Derby and then to Lystra, where a disciple named Timothy lived. His mum was Jewish and a believer, but his dad was a Greek. The believers at Lystra and Iconium spoke well of Timothy, and Paul wanted to take Timothy along with him on the journey. So he circumcised him because of the Jews who lived in that area. For they all knew that his dad was a Greek. As they travelled from town to town, they delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem for the people to obey. So the churches were strengthened in faith and grew daily in numbers. Paul, this is the bit I want to listen into. Paul and his companions travelled through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, um, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mysia and went to Troas. During the night, Paul has a vision of a man of Macedonia standing, begging him, come on over here to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Hey, here's the big question. If God is in the business of speaking, do you want to listen? It's a genuine question. If God is speaking, do you want to hear him? Do you want to actually know what he's got to say? Sometimes when I have that conversation with people, the honest answer is no. Thanks for asking. <laughs> because the implications of listening to God could be quite big. I get that fear that can come from a no. Maybe you're afraid of what he might ask you to do or you might want to not disturb the status quo. Maybe if God is speaking to me, it might be disruptive in my story right now. It might involve moving or being generous or, or getting involved in something that's a challenge and a stretch for me. Hey, my prayer is that, that 
that no might turn into a more tentative yes this morning. Maybe you're already up for it. You're saying, yes, I want to hear what God is saying to me right now. I'm keen for that to happen. How does that work? How do we develop a willingness and ability to hear what God is saying to us? I think there are some great principles for every single one of us in the room about learning on a daily basis to listen to God's voice, to listen to his leadership. How do we develop a willingness and ability to listen to God? Be willing to listen to him about current issues of obedience. That's the first thing we see in the first three verses in Acts chapter 16. Let me just tell you a bit of the story here. We've got a situation where we've got Timothy. Paul wants to take Timothy and Timothy's mum and dad are in the picture. Timothy's mum is a believer. She's a Jew. But then at some point in the story, she decided to marry a Greek guy. About eight times in the Bible, God says to Jewish girls like her, I don't want you to marry outside the family. Stay in terms of marriage within the family of faith. That's the instruction. Eight times it says it really clearly. But she at some point thought, you know what? I'm not going to do that. The New Testament is is similar. It says, share your life with someone who shares your faith, basically. But she knew the Bible really well. We're told that because she instructed Timothy in the Scriptures when he was a tiny lad and he grew up. We We find that in a different part of the Bible. So at some point in her story, she decided she absolutely knew what the Bible said. But she said, you know what? Nah, that's not for me. I'm just going to do my own thing. I'm just going to do it my way. That's the backstory here. And here's the deal, friends. I think a lot of us can do that in our lives. We know something that God says, and we sort of say, nah, it's not for me. Not doing that right now. That's what Timothy's mum did. We think, do you know what? Yeah, I, I get what it says, but that was a long time ago. And, and I think there's a bit of suspicion comes in. Our first parents, Adam and Eve, in the garden did the very same thing. God said, you're free to enjoy everything I've created. Just enjoy it. There's just one parameter, one boundary. Don't eat from that tree. And what happens to them and what happens to us sometimes is this snake-like suspicion can enter our hearts. And it sounds a bit like this, friends. Well, I wonder if God is actually withholding something really good from me. <laughs> I wonder if the one thing he's told me not to do might be the best thing there is and he just doesn't want me to have fun. And we go our way and we do our thing and we say, thanks God, but I'll take it from here. The messes that we create stem from that. We think we know better than God or how this is supposed to work. So to change that, to break that default, we have to come to this commitment of faith where we say, do you know what? Even the most restrictive demanding things that I think you say in here, I'm choosing to believe they're written in love for me, for my benefit. And I'm leaning into a life of confidence that you see stuff I don't see and I'm going to choose to trust you and to obey your word. Because you're good. You love me. You're for me. Even if I don't fully get it in this moment. So if we want to hear God's voice in all of life, then we have to ask the question, am I giving God full obedience right now? Is there anything that God might be gently putting his finger on? Think about this for a minute, friends. I can't have a relationship with someone where I utterly ignore what they care about and are saying over here, but then ask them to speak to me about something that I really care about over here. Relationships don't work that way. I can't ignore one minute and then inquire the next. Does that make sense? That wouldn't be a relationship. And so part of what we see is that we're invited to this life of saying, God, what is it you might be saying in an area of obedience right now? Because that might be a trigger to me hearing some guidance 
in a moment. What might be he saying? He might be saying something about forgiveness or trust or money or gossip or gratitude. Is there something he's speaking to me about? Is it about a relationship or an attitude? What is it for you? Are you listening to what God might be saying for obedience right here, right now? We have to be willing to listen to what he said. I love what Joe and Cap said last week. If you missed the talk, it was epic. Just watch it online. They said, Jesus' love language is obedience. Says that in John's Gospel. Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will do what I've been saying, will obey my teaching. And the Holy Spirit, verse 26, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, will teach you all the things and remind you of everything that I've said to you. The Holy Spirit just brings that stuff of Jesus back into our minds. So first thing is we see, be willing to listen to obedience, listen to God about current issues of obedience. Second thing, people hear God when they take time to listen to him. Take time to listen to God. What if there are some things that you're facing in life right now and you're currently just functioning on your shared experience or your own perspective, but God's got a perspective that could really enrich your situation and story. That's my conviction that he wants to speak more than we are aware And he wants to interact with us. What do we do? How do we listen to his guidance, his leadership? Take time to listen. Paul's going through what we would call Turkey, just to give you a bit of geography. And he, as a strategic guy, is going, right, I want to go in this province and I want to go to the main place, Ephesus. That's his just natural gifts at play. And it's as if God is saying, listen, sometimes there are moments when your natural gifts are a gift to you. They're fantastic. But don't just go with your instinct sometimes. His instinct was Ephesus, uh, that's where I'm going to go in Asia. But God somehow interrupted his natural, natural instincts and just stopped him. There was a, like a check in his heart. He shouldn't go that route. Hey, you might be wired to be creative or you know, risk taker or whatever else. And sometimes your natural wiring is good and it's a gift. But sometimes God says, no, don't just follow your natural wiring. I've got something else for you. We have to pay attention at those moments to the leading of the Spirit. That's what goes on in Paul's life. Somehow he's prevented from going the place that he wants to go strategically It could have been a number of things. It could have been like a prophetic word. It could have been a deep inner impression. Maybe a God-inspired hunch. Anybody had those at different times? Maybe you're thinking you're going to set in a course of action and there's this lack of peace about the decision you're about to make. These are all ways that God can speak to us or get our attention. We don't know exactly what it was, but Paul recognised that this is God. He set his sights on the next biggest city. He decides to go to Bithynia, uh, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. Paul made time to actually pay attention to those little God hunches, those little moments, those little nudges in his heart about what to do, where to go. He didn't just simply crack on with a five-year plan. He was actually, in his life, led by God. And that's our invitation in our life to be led by God, to sense his wisdom, his conversation about family life, about decisions, about money, about work. God wants to interact with us, giving us his perspective. Sometimes our lives are so full, we just don't make time to listen. If I was to chat to Cap and say, hey Cap, uh, lovely to see you. How's your week been? And then I just went straight over there and got a coffee, didn't give him a chance to respond to me. That wouldn't be a good idea for a relationship. Relationship is I ask a question, I stick long enough to listen in to what Cap wants to say to me. Sometimes we're good at speaking, but we're bad at being still and listening. How do we do that? Well, maybe a few things, maybe just some time still in God's word, just to reflect and read and ponder. I I find it helpful to just think about three perspectives. What's gone? What's happened in the last few days? 
What, what are some of the things that have happened in my life? How did I handle those moments? Was it a train wreck of a conversation or was I being like Jesus there? Just to reflect on it and put it right with God or put it right with a person and sense where I discern God's presence and guidance. And maybe think, what's happening now? How am I coming to this moment? Am I churned up? Am I anxious? Is my head buzzing? What, what's going on? I, can, can I be centred and peaceful? And what's coming up in my week? Are there things that, as I think about my diary, just induce a bit of panic and stress? Or are there things I'm excited about? That's a starter for a conversation with Jesus. Say, Jesus, would you be present? That one's going to be quite complex, that meeting on Tuesday. But Jesus, will you help me? What's your route through there? What's your wisdom? Just for a minute, I want to do a little illustration here. I just want to check we're all alive and well in the room. Do you want to check we've got a pulse? Is that okay? So just take your left hand and put your left hand gently on your leg. You're sitting there. Just lay your left arm on your leg. Just put your arm facing up, palm facing up. I want you to get your right hand and just gently lay two fingers of your right hand on your left wrist. Just really gently. Just lay them on your gen- Not Don't press hard. Just lay them on your... Everyone do it at the back. Just in the stillness, just for a few seconds. Can you... Feel your pulse. Just for 10 seconds, we'll be quiet. Can you feel anything? I hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, you're in trouble. <laughs> can you feel your pulse? Yet, to nod if you can feel your pulse. I'm very concerned. A lot of people can't feel a pulse. <laughs> you're either sitting next to an alien or someone's in trouble, okay? <laughs> can you do that? Can you feel? Who can feel the pulse? Just say yes. I want to know if someone's alive. Yeah, whew, that's a relief. I was getting a bit concerned. Hey, do you know what? That heartbeat's always there, but we don't notice it until we're still and we can go, oh, can I sense the heartbeat? You can um, take your fingers off. Do you know, when we still ourselves in prayer, we get to touch the heartbeat of God. We tune in again to the rhythm of God's love and his life in us, in that place that we learn to hear his voice. Just the heartbeat is always pumping. I'm with you. I'm for you. I love you. Just that heartbeat is constant, but sometimes in the stillness we wouldn't discern it, but when we get still and quiet, and we just touch the heart of God in prayer and stillness. We just are reminded again and recalibrated. He's speaking, he's present, he's with us. The author Henry Newman puts it this way, every time you listen with great attentiveness to the voice that calls you beloved, you'll discover within yourself a desire to hear that voice longer and more deeply. It's like discovering a well when you're in the desert. Once you've touched wet ground, you want to dig deeper. So we hear God as we get to know what God sounds like. That's part of the invitation is to actually get to know how God speaks. Paul seemed to be in this place where instinct was saying going one way, but he discerned that there was a different direction God had for him. Your instinct in how you might respond in a marriage situation or a work thing could be this, but God might be saying there's a different, wiser way through. Are we going to be willing to listen to his voice? Paul knew what God's voice would sound like. The Holy Spirit, says in verse 6, kept him from preaching. Verse 7, it says, the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to go in. I don't think God just like shouted in his face. I think it was probably in his conscience that he knew there was a different route, a different way to respond right now. 
If someone came to me with a kind of a cranky prophecy, I'd recognise God's voice well enough to go, that's not how uh, that person, that's not how God speaks. If, if somebody reported to me, do you know what I heard Kat Ramdasazi say this week? He said X, Y and Z and it sounded, and I think, no, that's not, that's not the Cap I know. That's not how Cap speaks. I could dismiss it easily because I know his character. I know how he speaks. We get like that with God. God's not going to appeal to your pride or materialism. He's not going to say to you, go to the seminar where you can make a million quid in 24 hours. That's not the stuff that God normally says. God doesn't usually speak to pastors about getting some jet or flashy car. He doesn't appeal to our selfish ambition. He doesn't say that sort of stuff. And we see in this passage that they learn to discern, not just individually, but they learn to discern what God is saying in community. You see a shift in the language here in this passage. They go from being just uh, observations, here's what they were doing, to here's what we did. Luke, as the author of Acts, is included in the story now. He's become part of this story and part of the team. And he says, says, at the end of verse 10, look at this, we got ready at once to leave, concluding that God had called us. There was this moment where they shared and recognised God is speaking to us together. Really smart thing to do when you're facing a big decision. Where should I go to college, university? What should I do? Decisions about where I should live. Those big things, don't just do them in isolation. There's a phrase that we use here, you know, involve and don't inform. If you just simply inform somebody, I've made a big decision to do A, B and C. It's like, well, what can I say? But that sounds silly or that sounds great. I haven't got many options. But if you involve someone in your small group or a friend, then it just it's like journeying with a bunch of friends and you're saying, hey, listen, there's a big thing on my horizon. Can you be with me in that moment as I pray, as I discern? So involve, don't just inform. Jesus says that my sheep recognise my voice. We get to discern that Jesus is actually for us and with us and wanting to speak to us. Recently, a friend came through from um, church, uh, Matt, who's in our church. His dad came through, and his dad's a farmer, and he's a shepherd. And um, he heard a mention about kind of this whole thing of listening to, listening to God's voice. And he said, actually, it's spot on, because I'm, I'm a shepherd. I do this. He's got a little video he sent through my way, which is Matt's dad talking to his little lamb called Zach. And you can just spot how Zach has recognised the shepherd's voice. Let's go and watch this. Come on, Zach. Come on. Zach. Here. Come on, Zach. You coming? Come on. <laughs> hey, Zach. Hey, Zach. Cute, isn't it? The funny thing is that when Matt went home at Christmas, he said, hey, Zach, come and follow me. And Zach didn't move an inch. Because <laughs> Zach recognised the shepherd, recognised who was his kind of leader. It's the same way with us. We get to recognise the voice of the Jesus. Next, next thing, have confidence that God is committed to speak to you. I, I want to just let this settle in our hearts. So whatever you're facing, the big decisions and the small, God wants to interact with us and guide us. God takes about four different ways in this story that he gets his message through. Uh, you know, God restrains him from going in one direction. Maybe he has a vision, a dream. There's this sense of, uh, you know, I wanted to go this way. The Holy Spirit said no. Jesus said no. God will communicate and get through to us in ways that, that make sense to us. That's freeing. God is committed to guiding us and to leading us. And we need to just make time and space to say, Jesus, what are you saying to me right now? Last thing I want to look at is, you can have confidence that you're hearing from God, even if you're currently experiencing difficulty. Do you know, if you were to just take this passage and read on a few verses, 
You've got this backstory of God saying, don't go to Ephesus, don't go to Asia, don't go here, don't go there. I want you to go this way. I want you to go to Macedonia. This is the space I've got prepared for you. And you'd be thinking, boom, this is going to be great. God's got something in store for me. It must be a blast because God's clearly said, don't go there, don't go there, don't go there, but go this way. Must be kind of good times roll. Well, it started that way, but then it all kicked off. If you know the story in Philippi, basically they cast out a demon of a slave girl, and then they get, I mean, Lydia comes to faith in Jesus, which is great, but then they get chucked in prison. What's that about? I thought Jesus led them there. Does he not like me? What's that? I thought I'm following Jesus, trying to do the right thing. I've applied what I said in the Bible. I've listened to God's voice, and then it's all kicking off. Has anybody ever had that happen? That's actually in the story. That's sometimes what takes place when we listen to Jesus. But we can be reminded of this, that I don't doubt in the dark what God told me in the light. Because there are moments where things seem to be unravelling, but actually we can be settled in our hearts that actually I've heard from God, even if the circumstances feel tough. Maybe you were led into a commitment and you feel like, crikey, this feels like it's pretty strained and demanding. Well, God maybe led you there. Maybe there was a situation where you took a, a risk at work or something else. You felt prompted by the Holy Spirit to step up and lead and serve other people. And it doesn't feel easy all the time. Well, that could still be God. God could still be present in that moment. So just as we wrap up this morning, I just want to look at those things again. Maybe as we think about empowered to listen to God's voice, we need to listen to him about current issues of obedience in our lives. Maybe he's saying something about that. The invitation is to do like these guys did and take time to listen to God. Get to know what God sounds like. And have confidence that in all of life he's committed to speaking to us. And have confidence that God is still present even when circumstances and times feel tough. Let's take a moment to pray and welcome his spirit amongst us. Lord, we thank you that you are the God who wants to speak. just want to let this thing land with us this morning. There are moments when our instinct could tell us one thing. Paul was a strategic guy by nature and he thought the most strategic thing to do is to do this thing, to go to this place, to respond in this way. And God wanted to just interrupt that with a different way, a different route, a different path. Jesus, is there anything you're wanting to say to us today as your friends and followers? Something about a relationship or trusting you with our money or a decision or a priority or a disappointment we need to handle well. What is it? We pray that we would be people that learn to listen to your voice and follow your lead. Just the invitation is that we would just stay present to God and in a conversation with him. We're going to take communion in a moment. And as we take communion and have a response song, there's just an unhurried space to be still, to almost put our fingers on the heart of God again, just to touch his heartbeat, just to sense his love and his presence with us and to listen to his leading and his voice as we make time to be with him. We hope you enjoyed the talk and found it helpful. Why not come along and visit us? We gather at three services across two sites on a Sunday and meet during the week in small groups across the city. More information on both of these can be found on our website. Thanks for listening and God bless.